2 Samuel chapter 17 Furthermore, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me choose twelve thousand men and set out tonight in pursuit of David. I will attack him while he is weak and weary. I will throw him into a panic, and all the people with him will flee. I will strike down only the king and bring all the people back to you as a bride returning to her husband. You seek the life of only one man, then all the people will be at peace. This proposal seemed good to Absalom and all the elders of Israel. Then Absalom said, Summon Hushai the archite as well, and let us hear what he too has to say. So Hushai came to Absalom, who told him, Ahithophel has spoken this proposal. Should we carry it out? If not, what do you say? Hushai replied, This time the advice of Ahithophel is not sound. He continued, You know your father and his men. They are mighty men, and as fierce as a wild bear robbed of her cubs. Moreover, your father is a man of war who will not spend the night with the troops. Surely by now he is hiding in a cave or some other location. If some of your troops fall first, whoever hears of it will say, There's been a slaughter among the troops who follow Absalom. Then even the most valiant soldier with the heart of a lion will melt with fear, because all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man who has valiant men with him. Instead, I advise that all Israel from Dan to Beersheba, a multitude like the sand on the seashore, be gathered to you, and that you yourself lead them into battle. Then we will attack David wherever we find him, and we will descend on him like dew on the ground. And of all the men with him, not even one will remain. If he retreats to his city, all Israel will bring ropes to that city, and we will drag it down to the valley until not even a pebble can be found. Then Absalom and all the men of Israel said, the advice of Hushai the archite is better than that of Ahithophel, for the Lord had proposed to thwart the good counsel of Ahithophel in order to bring disaster on Absalom. So Hushai told Zadok and Abiathar the priest, This is what Ahithophel has advised Absalom and the elders of Israel, and this is what I have advised. Now send quickly and tell David, Do not spend the night at the fords of the wilderness, but be sure to cross over. Otherwise the king and all the people with him will be swallowed up. Now Jonathan and Ahimez were staying at Enrogel, where a servant girl would come and pass along information to them. They in turn would go and inform King David, for they dared not be seen entering the city. But a young man did see them and told Absalom. So the two left quickly and came to the house of a man in Behurim. He had a well in his courtyard, and they climbed down into it. Then the man's wife took a covering and spread it over the mouth of the well, scattering grain over it so nobody would know a thing. When Absalom's servants came to the woman at the house, they asked, Where are Ahimez and Jonathan? They've crossed over the brook, she replied. The men searched but did not find them, so they returned to Jerusalem. After the men had gone, Ahimez and Jonathan climbed up out of the well and went to inform King David, saying, Get up and cross over the river at once, for Ahithophel has given this advice against you. So David and all the people with him got up and crossed the Jordan. By daybreak there was no one left who had not crossed the Jordan. When Ahithophel saw that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey and set out for his house in his hometown. He put his affairs in order and hanged himself. So he died and was buried in his father's tomb. Then David went to Mahanaim, and Absalom crossed the Jordan with all the men of Israel. Absalom had appointed Amasa over the army in place of Joab. Amasa was the son of a man named Athira, the Ishmaelite who had married Abigail, the daughter of Nahash and sister of Zeruiah, the mother of Joab.
So the Israelites and Absalom camped in the land of Gilead. When David came to Mahanaim, he was met by Shobi, son of Nahash, from Rabbah of the Ammonites, Machir, son of Amiel, from Lodabar, and Barzillai the Gileadite, from Rajalim. They brought beds, basins, and earthen vessels, as well as wheat, barley, flour, roasted grain, beans, lentils, honey, curds, sheep, and cheese from the herd for David and his people to eat. For they said, The people have become hungry, exhausted, and thirsty in the wilderness. Chapter 18 Then David reviewed his troops and appointed over them commanders of hundreds and of thousands. He sent out the troops, a third under Joab, a third under Joab's brother Abishai, son of Zeruiah, and a third under Etai, the Gittite. And the king said to the troops, I will surely march out with you as well. But the people pleaded, You must not go out, for if we have to flee, they will pay no attention to us. Even if half of us die, they will not care, but you are worth ten thousand of us. It is better for now if you support us from the city. I will do whatever seems best to you, the king replied. So he stood beside the gate while all the troops marched out by hundreds and by thousands. Now the king had commanded Joab, Abishai, and Atai, Treat the young man Absalom gently for my sake. And all the people heard the king's orders to each of the commanders regarding Absalom. So David's army marched into the field to engage Israel in the battle, which took place in the forest of Ephraim. There the people of Israel were defeated by David's servants, and the slaughter was great that day, twenty thousand men. The battle spread over the whole countryside, and that day the forest devoured more people than the sword. Now Absalom was riding on his mule when he met the servants of David. And as the mule went under the thick branches of a large oak, Absalom's head was caught fast in the tree. The mule under him kept going so that he was suspended in midair. When one of the men saw this, he told Joab, I just saw Absalom hanging in an oak tree. You just saw him, Joab exclaimed. Why did you not strike him to the ground right there? I would have given you ten shekels of silver and a warrior's belt. The man replied, Even if a thousand shekels of silver were weighed out into my hands, I would not raise my hand against the son of the king. For we heard the king command you and Abishai and Atai, protect the young man Absalom for my sake. If I had jeopardized my own life, and nothing is hidden from the king, you would have abandoned me. But Joab declared, I'm not going to wait like this with you. And he took three spears in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was still alive in the oak tree. And ten young men who carried Joab's armor surrounded Absalom, struck him, and killed him. Then Joab blew the ram's horn, and the troops broke off their pursuit of Israel because Joab had restrained them. They took Absalom, cast him into a large pit in the forest, and piled a huge mound of stones over him. Meanwhile, all the Israelites fled, each to his home. During his lifetime, Absalom had set up for himself a pillar in the king's valley, for he had said, I have no son to preserve the memory of my name. So he gave the pillar his name, and to this day it is called Absalom's Monument. When Ahimaaz, son of Zadok, said, Please let me run and tell the king the good news that the Lord has avenged him of his enemies. But Joab replied, You are not the man to take good news today. You may do it another day, but you must not do so today, because the king's son is dead. So Joab said to Akishite, Go, tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed to Joab and took off running. Ahimaaz, son of Zadok, however, persisted and said to Joab, 
Regardless of whatever may happen, please let me also run behind the Kushite. My son, Joab replied, why do you want to run, since you will not receive a reward? No matter what, I want to run, he replied. Then run, Joab told him. So Ahimaaz ran by way of the plain and outran the Cushite. Now David was sitting between the two gates when the watchman went up to the roof of the gateway by the wall, looked out, and saw a man running alone. So he called out and told the king. If he is alone, the king replied, he bears good news. As the first runner drew near, the watchman saw another man running, and he called out to the gatekeeper, Look, another man is running alone. This one also brings good news, said the king. The watchman said, The first man appears to me to be running like Ahimus, son of Zadok. This is a good man, said the king. He comes with good news. Then Ahimus called out to the king, All is well, and he bowed face down before the king. He continued, Blessed be the Lord your God. He has delivered up the men who raised their hands against my lord the king. The king asked, Is the young man Absalom all right? And Ahimus replied, When Joab sent the king's servant and your servant, I saw a great tumult, but I do not know what it was. Move aside, said the king, and stand here. So he stepped aside. Just then, the Cushite came and said, May my lord the king hear the good news. Today the Lord has avenged you of all who rose up against you. The king asked the Cushite, Is the young man Absalom all right? And the Cushite replied, May what has become of the young man happen to the enemies of my lord the king and to all who rise up against you to harm you? The king was shaken and went up to the gate chamber and wept. And as he walked, he cried out, Oh, my son, Absalom, my son, my son, Absalom. If only I had died instead of you, O Absalom, my son, my son. Chapter 19 Then it was reported to Joab, the king is weeping and mourning over Absalom. And that day's victory was turned into mourning for all the people, because on that day they were told, the king is grieving over his son. So they returned to the city quietly that day, as people steal away in humiliation after fleeing a battle. But the king covered his face and cried out at the top of his voice, Oh, my son, Absalom! Oh, Absalom, my son, my son! Then Joab went into the house and said to the king, Today you have disgraced all your servants who have saved your life and the lives of your sons and daughters, of your wives and of your concubines. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. For you have made it clear today that the commanders and soldiers mean nothing to you. I know today that if Absalom were alive and all of us were dead, it would have pleased you. Now therefore get up, go out, and speak comfort to your servants. For I swear by the Lord that if you do not go out, not a man will remain with you tonight. This will be worse for you than all the adversity that has befallen you from your youth until now. So the king got up and sat in the gate, and all the people were told, Behold, the king is sitting in the gate. So they all came before the king. Meanwhile the Israelites had fled, each man to his home, and all the people throughout the tribes of Israel were arguing, The king rescued us from the hand of our enemies and delivered us from the hand of the Philistines, but now he has fled the land because of Absalom. But Absalom, the man we anointed over us, has died in battle. So why do you say nothing about restoring the king? Then King David sent this message to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Say to the elders of Judah, 
why should you be the last to restore the king to his palace? Since the talk of all Israel has reached the king at his quarters, you are my brothers, my own flesh and blood. So why should you be the last to restore the king? And say to Amasa, Aren't you my flesh and blood? May God punish me, and ever so severely, if from this time you are not the commander of my army in place of Joab. So he swayed the hearts of all the men of Judah, as though they were one man, and they sent word to the king, Return, you and all your servants. So the king returned, and when he arrived at the Jordan, the men of Judah came to Gilgal to meet him and escort him across the Jordan. Then Shimei, son of Jerah, a Benjamite from Behurim, hurried down with the men of Judah to meet King David, along with a thousand men of Benjamin, as well as Ziba, the steward of the house of Saul, and his fifteen sons and twenty servants. They rushed down to the Jordan before the king and crossed at the ford to carry over the king's household and to do what was good in his sight. When Shimei, son of Jerah, crossed the Jordan, he fell down before the king and said, My lord, do not hold me guilty, and do not remember your servant's wrongdoing on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. May the king not take it to heart, for your servant knows that I have sinned. So here I am today as the first of all the house of Joseph to come down to meet my lord the king. But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? And David replied, Sons of Zeruiah, what have I to do with you, that you should be my adversaries today? Should any man be put to death in Israel today? Am I not indeed aware that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. And the king swore an oath to him, then Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson, went down to meet the king. He had not cared for his feet or trimmed his mustache or washed his clothes from the day the king had left until the day he returned safely. And he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, who asked him, Mephibosheth, why did you not go with me? My lord, the king, he replied, because I am lame. I said, I will have my donkey saddled so that I may ride on it and go with the king. But my servant Ziba deceived me, and he has slandered your servant to my lord the king. Yet my lord the king is like the angel of God, so do what is good in your eyes. For all the house of my grandfather deserves death from my lord the king, yet you have set your servant among those who eat at your table. What further right, then, do I have to keep appealing to the king? The king replied, Why say any more? I hereby declare that you and Ziba are to divide the land. And Mephibosheth said to the king, Instead, since my lord the king has safely come to his own house, let Ziba take it all. Now Barzillai the Gileadite had come down from Rajalim to cross the Jordan with the king and send him on his way from there. Barzillai was quite old, eighty years of age, and since he was a very wealthy man, he had provided for the king while he stayed in Mahanaim. The king said to Barzillai, Cross over with me, and I will provide for you at my side in Jerusalem. But Barzillai replied, How many years of my life remain that I should go up to Jerusalem with the king? I am now eighty years old. Can I discern what is good and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats or drinks? Can I still hear the voice of singing men and women? Why should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king? 
Your servant could go with the king only a short distance past the Jordan. Why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant return, that I may die in my own city near the tomb of my father and mother. But here is your servant, Shinnem. Let him cross over with my lord the king and do for him what is good in your sight. The king replied, Shinnem will cross over with me and I will do for him what seems good in your sight and I will do for you whatever you desire of me. So all the people crossed the Jordan and then the king crossed over. The king kissed Barzillai and blessed him and Barzillai returned home. Then the king went on to Gilgal and Shinnem crossed over with him. All the troops of Judah and half the troops of Israel escorted the king. Soon all the men of Israel came to the king and asked, Why did our brothers, the men of Judah, take you away secretly and bring the king and his household across the Jordan, together with all of David's men? And all the men of Judah replied to the men of Israel, We did this because the king is our relative. Why does this anger you? Have we ever eaten at the king's expense or received anything for ourselves? We have ten shares in the king, answered the men of Israel, so we have more claim to David than you. Why then do you despise us? Were we not the first to speak of restoring our king? But the men of Judah pressed even harder than the men of Israel.